Hello, everyone, and welcome to Carbonite Bounty BS. A um, little different format today, so we're going to try something new, and this is really more much of a uh, kind of a pilot episode. So for everybody out there listening and watching us on all our platforms, um, this is going to be a way for you to kind of pilot something new for us, give us feedback on this. And, you know, as far as our platforms, you can view us and hear us on. Um, I'm going to kick this over to Dog Pound Brown, and he's going to let you know how to reach us. NerdCyclopedia.com, people, that's where you can find all our links to all our favorite, um, you know, social media platforms as far as Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're at NerdCyclopedia. Um, make sure that you are um, watching us on YouTube, you know, which you are right now, or on Facebook. Um, you're hitting that notification button and also hitting the subscribe button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. Um, you can actually um, leave us some feedback at nurse at nursecyclopedia.com because we love our feedback here and we love talking to you and getting that feedback on the um, air and everything. Great, great. So to kind of allude to this, obviously this was Chapter 13, uh, The Jedi. Um, you know, we did some discussions over the holiday, as everybody has done, I'm sure. And, you know, it was just one of the things I brought to the table and the thought that we should maybe try something different, you know, as far as a kind of a fan forum show for everybody, a little holiday, you know, black our Black Friday bonus gift to all our <laughs> nerds, nerds like media followers. So uh, we're going to try it out, see how it works. But uh, predominantly the questions will be based on, you know, obviously Chapter 13 of The Mandalorian, but also they'll lead into some other topics that we'd like to discuss to kind of see, you know, each of us have different ideas about Star Wars, different viewpoints on characters. Um, you know, like I said, obviously, there's 25 different YouTubers out there that you guys can really watch reactions from. So we want to give you guys a different spin and see how you guys like it. Obviously, comment to us. Um, let us know your thoughts if you want to keep it. If you maybe think you want it as a bonus show, things like that. Um, we're open to feedback. So without further ado, um, we'll start the first point here as we see Kendo with a uh, Newly named Grogu, so uh, <laughs> Grogu to the show. <laughs> Grogu, what's up, dog? Yeah, <laughs> he says sit back down. <laughs> Better parenting, Mando. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So we're going to start this show off, and we're going to kick, I'm going to kick it over to Hitch first. And like I said, it's going to be an open forum, something new for us. So like I said, this is Pilot. Please um, you know, give us a little bit of slack. It'll be a little different as far as switching things. Uh, really, the first topic I want to get into is, obviously, we've all watched the, uh, or you know, hopefully you've seen episode 13 or chapter 13, The Jedi. Um, a lot of things have came out that. I know we discussed you know, off camera, off air, some of our thoughts on it, but uh what do you think the future holds for Star Wars now? I mean, I, you know, we looked at our last three movies and, you know, we don't all want to bring them in. But as Filoni has just showed us, we're going to get a lot more uh, continuation and a lot more, um, you know, kind of togetherness from either the Rebels cartoons. It's going to be the movies. He's going to try to string it all together. So really, what do you think as far as the future holds? You know, a lot of people you hear on the Internet aren't happy with female heroines being Ray being leading the franchise, maybe now looking at Ahsoka, uh, Bo-Katan series. Uh, you know, what are, what are your thoughts so far as far as where do you think this is well, headed? The first thing I want to say is that it definitely reminded me of the, uh, this season reminds me of the uh, Simpsons spinoff spectacular episode where they start talking about all the crazy <laughs> different shows they're going to have that sprout out of the Simpsons. And I, and I think that that is absolutely the right thing to do. I know I asked for an X-Wing pilot. I renew that request, please more 
but getting all of these different tie-ins and seeing, and I want to say this, you know, I was incredibly oppressed by the effects on the lightsabers in this episode. Uh, I thought that they figured out a way to make them look really, really cool and do the right lighting effects in the volume, which is really, really uh, exciting. That's one thing that can look a little hokey if you don't put a lot of money into it. And, you know, you can roto it and stuff, but they really put it on the screen. Uh, as far as, you know, having these female characters, these strong female characters, you know, I was thinking after I watched this episode about the late, great Carrie Fisher. And I will tell you this, at no point in time was her Princess Leia ever a damsel in distress, ever once. She was rescuing her rescuers from the first second she was on screen. And I'll tell you this, female characters and female, you know, heroes being used in the Star Wars universe is awesome. And I love seeing it and I want to see more of it. So this episode was a real hit for me because they made, they made a, uh, they made Ahsoka like scary. <laughs> like she was terrifyingly effective and I loved every second of it. Uh, Dog Pound, what are, what are your thoughts so far as far as, you know, where you think it'll go or, you know. I guess the next question, you know, a follow-up to that is really, who do you think holds the keys in? Is it Filoni? Is it, you know, Disney uh, Star Wars? You, you took the words right out of my mind. I mean, far as I'm concerned, if you give Filoni the, the, the keys to this, I mean, he could be the Kevin Feige of this whole universe. I mean, the, the thing is, when they rebooted and restarted the series, you know, um, from like the, um, you know, these last three um, episodes of the trilogy, the, Kathleen Kennedy had a really uh, a, a big thing trying to find out what direction to go. You know, you had like the first um, part of the trilogy, which went in one way with J.J. Abrams, and then the um, second part um, with Ryan Johnson went a whole different way, which upset a lot of people, but actually made a lot of people really, you know, really happy about that. And then J.J. Abrams came back in to sort of just round everything out, and things a little, you know, came, became a little convoluted. Had you had Dave Filoni in there just directing the ship? I think you would have had a much smoother, you know, much smoother sale and everything. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm loving like this season. I'm actually loving it a little bit more than like the previous season. But it's still giving me those 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 um, old school Star Wars vibes and not taken away from like the, the what, what George Lucas originally created. So I'm, I'm really loving the fact that Dave Filoni and, you know, um, um, Favreau are is are. No, it's it's coming back to the roots as far as what's going on in you know these these in these past couple seasons. Mm -hmm. And your thoughts, Kendo, as well? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna agree with you guys. Uh, I think I feel that Star Wars now has really gone to really improved on itself on the small screen. I mean, honestly, this format, this sort of cliffhanger format, I think they're gonna find is very successful. Uh, Rebels is successful. Clone Wars is successful. Those and those are animated, and they've been oh for years. People have watched those. I think the future of Star Wars is on the small screen. They have a mac massive budget, so they can do it really well. So I don't see it really going back to a a full blown movie again because it's really you don't really have to anymore. How do you? Oh, okay. Asking that question, Ken. How do you feel about that? Because it does feel right at home on like the small screen. So, what would be the need? Well, I'm not saying what is always going to be a need for a Star Wars movie per se. But what do you think about having? What would a Star Wars movie now be about? I think they would have to pick a strong character like 
the Mandalorian and <laughs> expand expand some somehow on that, or go back into the into the into the into the archives and do some something old Republic, which I think there was some there was some chatter about that. Yes. They'd have to go back, go back and see where 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 the the Republic started, you know, and, and kind of what 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 brought all that about the 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 government part of it whether there's an audience for that you know who knows i don't know but i think right now i think the 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 writers have have the right vehicle they know what track to go on and they're really hitting on all cylinders um i mean as, like you said uh, the, the the lightsaber effect in this small screen setting kind of scared at first like what is it going to be but it was great it was I mean, it was legit. They had everything. It was perfect. It's a hard trip so, to land, man. It's not an easy. It is. It's not easy. It is very. It's very hard. And it, and let me talk about the the, fee, the female aspect. I don't think there was any gender assignment or sex strength or weakness in anything that Lucas ever thought about. I think he just right. had characters, right. and the character was male or female. I mean, sometimes they were both. Right. Lots uh, of yeah both parts so right i think if anyone out there is saying oh i don't like all the the, the girls with the power and but they're they missing the point they're missing, missing the whole point, point. Yeah. yeah how you could it's uh, not imagine a pluralistic universe like this with trillions of planets that would be like homogenous is insane i don't like that makes no sense whatsoever or right yeah, like in, in like reptiles amphibious some reptiles have both both part they could be your they could be your next hero mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> right so I think the where they're going, I think I'm super comfortable if it stays like this. Hell, how about a Star Wars streaming service? Um, and me and Hitch alluded to that in the future. There's um, there's talk that's there's early talks in that. Um, it's a, uh, you know, kind of kind of my point as far as the question. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel with you guys, Phil. I don't think there's an issue as far as that. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that you know there are going to be people that like it there's going to be people with a don't the bigger thing i think the time that people would worry about is the disney factor mm -hmm. obviously disney has shifted marvel side and you know a lot of the leads are becoming you know female characters i just think as we show that that just shows versatility you know if anything um you know there's one thing that they feel like you know well kathleen kennedy and bob Iger has the keys but i think right after the last three movies there's been a clear shift of focus and they're letting the star wars guys get this right finally i mean right, they right. tried their way they right. you know blew up so to speak three movies i mean and, and really did i mean if we look at the box office numbers it, it costed to make them and the returns on them it, it really didn't well, let's, work let's so. give them let's it's, give them a little bit of credit though trent because i think you're being a little bit of an unfair because when disney has received these properties from lucasfilm when they when they purchased lucasfilm they knew that they had literally a ticking clock on making a sequel trilogy that included anybody from the original right. cast right and even right. light waiting as long as they did they didn't finish it in time right now and, right. and obviously that's something that is not you know you can't plan for or anything so i'm willing to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because if they had waited let's say episode seven finishes a year later i mean think about the production schedule for eight and nine i mean it would just oh, right. been impossible to really do those movies without leia and i feel like i want to give them a mulligan on that whole thing because it seemed like episode seven was harrison ford's movie episode 
8 was Mark Hamill's movie, and Episode 9 was set up to be Carrie Fisher's movie with this conflict and her reaching out to her son through the Force continuously, right? You could feel that that right. was missing. And so I am, I am willing to give them a pass because they, they had to get it done immediately. And then they yeah. ran into the, this, the, the worst nightmare scenario you could have right smack in the middle of the thing. So, I mean, that's, that's if, you know, if you had the idea of having them in the movie. Now, what if they didn't have the idea of having, like, Harrison um, um, Fisher and, um, you know, Sky, uh, Skywalker, uh, Mark Hamill in the, um, in the trilogy? You, you would have had to come up and create, like, something different. So they, they brought them three on just to have, you know, the old school people into it and the new school people, you know, um, you know, bring them on with Ray and, um, you know, Ray and all of them and everything. But had you not had them in the whole storyline period, you would have had to create something from the ground up. Mm. Now, this is actually challenging, you know, the, the franchise from coming up with, you know, to come up with something from the ground up, which is what I believe what we're getting with the Mandalorian. Right. You know, it's right. mixing everything from the old school, but actually creating something from all the pieces that are already in the universe is still creating something from the ground up. Right. And, and like Hitch said, I mean, I, I really do give, you know, obviously me playing devil as kid, give, Dar you know, Disney Star Wars the benefit of the doubt. I mean, and to the point of we discussed it, the underlying meaning of The Last Jedi, first off, a lot of people didn't even catch is The Last Jedi really isn't Ray. The story was based on Carrie Fisher and Leia. So truly, the movie was supposed to be about Leia. Unfortunately, what ha had happened happened, and the focus had shifted to Ray. But literally, the Last Jedi in the title was, as Hits alluded to, all about Carrie Fisher, all about Leia. Um, there were, you know, rumors that she was maybe having lightsaber combat, and they were going to do a lot of interesting things with her. So, um, you know, like I said, as far as on our first point here, I, I don't have a, any issue with different genders as as we even see through, you know, different areas of Star Wars. Not only are there males, there's females, there are amphibious type Jedis that are, you know, you know, different, you know, both sexes and one. Like so one, um, one of the most famous yeah. scenes from episode five is judge me by my right. size. Do you right? Yes. I mean, I, mm -hmm. That's literally exactly <laughs> that's exactly the right. argument against sexism. That's it. Bam. Exactly. It's right there in the in the text because you don't even have to read the context. It's boop. So it's nice and easy. We can we can, we can all rest yeah. easy on is this living up to like the history of Star Wars or whatever people who right. get up their own selves about. <clears throat> not not us. Not us here on Carbonite right. Bounty BS the uh, No 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 no. And then starting off, you know, the second question, as far as the title of this episode, um, The Jedi, um, you know, what are some of you, yeah, what are some of you guys thoughts? Are we looking at the title as far as Ahsoka meaning the Jedi or is, as we find out, Grogu the Jedi? It's, it's both. Think? It's both. I mean, you know, we, we first of all, just seeing Ahsoka there, period. It's just like, wow. I'm not a uh, I, I've, I've not, I'm not a big Clone Wars or, you know, Rebels, um, you know, watcher and everything. But it boy did watching this episode maybe go watch some of those episodes just to see her, you know, in action because she was just awesome with those lights. Yeah. Yeah. What the Mando said, you know, laser swords with your laser swords. He doesn't even know what they're called. You know, it, it, I mean, just the little stuff, you know, um, like that means that, that the, the creators are just paying attention and know exactly what they're dealing with as far as like the universe. Seeing her and seeing uh, Rosario Dawson play the character, which fan fans that actually fan casted her years back, wanting her to play the character. 
So for her to actually come into the character in this just made me say, okay, here's another series that I want outside of Mandalorian. You know, at first I wanted something, you know, with the, um, you know, other Mandalorian characters um, Boca time. But now I'm wanting, I, I just want it all. <laughs> Give it to me. Mm. What are you thinking, Ken? I, I'm I'm in a, I'm in agreement. Uh, I I was, I mean, I wasn't sure where the episode was going to go, and I got it got a little. I mean, I'd like to find I like finding out a little bit more about the child. Now we know his name, uh, a little bit a little bit of background, but then it was a little disheartening that she wasn't the one that was going to train him. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. there. Yeah. So, but then then that would have been it. That would have been the end, right? He would have uh-huh. delivered the, the, the package and completed that mission and moved on. So now he's got to find, he's got to go to the, the Jedi Temple and use the Force to awaken someone else to go come and finish Rogu's training. So, but I thought that she was going to be, she was going to be it. And man, it was great. I mean, Rosario Dawson looked phenomenal. I don't know how much like CG there was, but I could tell it was her. Like just in the voice and her mannerism. She yeah. was like perfect, perfect casting on that. And yeah, they could totally spin that off and do a whole new series on that. All if they did imagine that, all the Clone Wars that they animated, if they did that all live action, imagine how much content there would be there. Like her search for, you know, General Thrawn. I'm like, okay, how would they, how they, would they fit that in this series when, we, you know, I, we can't have General Thrawn <laughs> just rolling into the mix here. I, I can't. It's just too much. Too much with General Thrawn. I, I have to draw the line at a certain point, and I'm just going to have an overload here. But like you throw in, you throw in Grand Admiral Thrawn, and and for the, I mean, I know he's been he's been in the cartoons, right, Trenton? He has been right. Too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so everybody knows who he is, but man, oh man, some of my very, very favorite, very favorite moments in the hundreds and hundreds of Star Wars novels that, that I was forced to read because there wasn't anything on TV <laughs> like this. Uh, and was he supposed to take, like, build the Empire back up? That so was his that is, was the trilogy. The, he is the, the last heir to man. the Empire. The heir yeah. to the Empire. So he is the, like, the top dog amongst the Imperial admirals that were left over after Palpatine left. Remember, Palpatine's battle meditation basically made all his admirals irrelevant. They didn't matter what they did because he was going to keep the keep the, the Navy running the right way. But Thrawn is actually really a military genius along the lines of Alexander the Great, along the lines of um, Napoleon, although that's in dispute. I said that, and then my wife told me Napoleon was stupid. So, okay, Russia, Russia 1812, look it up. Right. Plus he used the Force. Right, he plus was he was for- using the Force to trick people into, into overthrowing the Bourbon monarchy. Um... <laughs> So, so you know, it, God, that yeah. Napoleon. I mean, that he's Napoleon. A he's always doing this. So, so Thrawn is this. Is he's got he's got blue skin, red eyes, black hair, and he was doing things that were extremely creative. Like he used um, stolen mining equipment to burrow into the armor of star destroyers and had commando teams on these things take them over and then fly them out of this big, huge uh, New Republic shipyard. And uh, there was a bunch of other gimmicky stuff with those. Um, Isilamaris, the ones that uh, the, the little lizards that um that suppress the force, a lot of stuff like that. But but Thrawn is is the type of opponent that can beat you even when he has no pieces. So he he's just extremely dangerous. And knowing that that Thrawn is involved in this 
this process that leads to the first order, right? That leads to this creation of the first order, the the, the villainy sect in the uh, sequel trilogy is super interesting, and you can see all the seeds being laid out. Uh, and I love, love, Grand Admiral Thrawn. I love it. So so so, how do we feel about that big name drop? Because you know, as we were talking about last week, um, Hitch, uh, when you when you had that smoking gun and you know have that um Chekhov's gun and everything, um, and you drop something like that. You can't just let it alone and leave it be. Not on so, Disney's budget. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not, not at all. So no. is this setting, setting up like something, it, it almost felt like a setup for, you know, a, a Toka, a Soka, uh, I can't even pronounce her name right. Uh, uh, Soka, uh, somebody save me here. Um, like some curse, right. yeah, Soka yeah. uh, Tano series and everything. Um, because I can't really see how that's going to fit into Mandalore, you know, to Mando's mission here. Um, as far as this series, or maybe Obi Wan, because it is is it um it doesn't does she have something to do with Obi Wan as well? Um, not really. Obi Wan uh, at this point is remember is dead because yeah, this is this. Um, this is between five to six years after uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, I will say, kind of you know, as a sidebar, that obviously there's Obi Wan series coming. Um, maybe an X-Wing series to some sort, or maybe Uh-oh. something like a smuggler-type um, Han Solo thing. Um, obviously, we now have the Bo-Katan can be something. The Mandalorian Season 3 will be out there. Uh, we have Ahsoka Tano, as you said, and now we have Thrawn, which was tied into Rebels, because the other person that was with Thrawn at the end of Rebels was uh, Ezra Bridger, which is another Jedi that maybe is foreshadowed to be in maybe the future episodes, but... Uh, as we're saying, I mean, look, we just talked about, we just wrote off five or six different series that Disney's <laughs> building up that, you know, you know, in a grand scheme of things, the next two to three years with everybody, these kind of streaming platforms breaking free, who says, me and Hitchcock kind of alluded to it, that Star Wars doesn't have enough content to maybe partner with just Star Wars and Marvel and just say, you know what, here's our app for Star Wars and Marvel content, because they can do it now based on these spinoffs and how they're setting it up. So, I mean, and you, you see, that's where they, that, I believe that's where they bring Feige into the game there, because he was the guy that kind of made the phases with Marvel as far as phase one, phase two, phase three. I feel like they're kind of bringing him on board to kind of groom Filoni as far as how he's yeah, casting yeah, these yeah. episodes teach, teach, and teach, how they can set it up. Yeah. Teach that young Jedi, you know, the tricks. Yes. I mean, <laughs> Filoni, put him on there. Yeah, definitely. And maybe you can actually have Star Wars, the movies, be something gigantic Correct. and like something that leads up to you know that these series mm-hmm. can actually lead up to you know yeah. as far as like something big and gigantic that we I mean can to all... be honest I think that'll be the only way we'll consume it anymore after the last three I mean I'm willing to give it a shot but the general fan you know I just think that'll be the best way for them to consume a movie format is to kind of lead up to maybe the big super villain of some sort or you know things oh, like that we've been saying, so which will be the movie cool. industry has been saying television is going to kill us for 70 years now so you know we 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 will sit here and, and pronounce them you know tombstone on star wars movies and and be wrong of course uh but how many episodes let me ask you guys this this is this is probably this is i know i'm not asking questions this week but i'm gonna ask a question. no this is good we're, we're throwing it we're throwing it around right. let's go so let's go. so how many uh episodes like this one do you need a year to pony up for that star wars plus to get to get this, this, to get this product. Mm-hmm. How many are you thinking? Is it twenty six? Is that like that would be like a like two seasons of a thirteen episode series, or is it more like forty eight? Nah. It's like four seasons. Nah, how about twelve? Twelve. Just twelve. <laughs> 
12. <laughs> Give me 12. I'll, I'll, I'll pay a little extra. I'll pay a little extra. That's fine. Are, are you talking about like uh, 26 weeks? Like yeah, every, yeah. You, or, or, or like, you know, we, we have it like a, as a weekly thing instead of like as an eight right. episode thing and then we're waiting a whole year for another batch. Um, you know, another, uh, yeah, I'd rather have this as like, okay, you have Mandalorian, then maybe a couple weeks um, after the eight episodes end, then comes a Sokotano series, and then that lasts for like eight episodes, and then you come with uh, Obi-Wan's or whatever, and then if you bring Solo back but or this, what have you. This release mechanism that they have, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spread this out for you guys already, okay. So Mandalorian 2021, right, season three. Episode one comes out, like, let's say January 15th. We, uh, this is just an example, so it's wrong. January 15th, episode one comes out. And, and when is the next episode of Mandalorian going to drop? Why would anyone need to know? Because the next thing that should come out is the next chapter of the story, right? The next, the next linear chapter of the story. So if I'm sitting here and moving through time at the pace I'm moving through, right? I'm not moving through all the, like, binging, right? I'm not binging all this stuff. This stuff's going to reach me one story at a time and look maybe maybe the mandalorian has a three episode arc like with the frog lady and we get mandalorian 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 and then the next week instead of mandalorian they drop ahsoka tano and we see her go on another one of these missions that ends in a like an oren ishii versus the bride style duel that is just awesome and sort of sort of just exists in its own universe with an enormous backstory that none of us even can touch because who knows how deep that goes right so, so they're not distinguished between in my, the two. In my world, We're, right? It's just Star Wars TV, and like this week yeah, it's the that's, Mandalorian, that's, and next week it's this. Uh, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just every week or every couple weeks, right. it's the next installment, that's, and it can go in any direction. That sure. would be heaven for the um for the um hardcore yeah. fan, but I think you would be losing just a little bit of the casual fans in that route. We'll you know, I guess who we'll cares? Who really cares about them? You're, you if know? you're paying extra, then you're definitely a hardcore. Uh, <laughs> you're paying extra to watch. Specific. Oh yeah, yeah. We're talking about actual Star Wars streaming right. service. I'm still right. thinking. So like we Disney have like Plus, a, so that, what, I, what I'm saying is that Disney has an unlimited an, an unlimited budget, and they have this mm -hmm. brand new thing that is essentially a cash printing machine. If they don't mess this up, like they have they have now earned a lot of good faith in 13 hours of TV, in my opinion. And if they yes, they have spin it right, I think that they can make it its own thing. And this is a delivery mechanism that has never existed in the history of the world where you can put things out without needing a distribution system. This is an insane jump through into technology. And so the order of release, the mechanism of release, the length of the story, they don't have to fit in a box. They don't have to fit advertising. They don't have to fit anything. They can come out at 4 in the morning on a Wednesday if it makes sense for the art. So I'm hopeful that if Disney does that, that they explore non-traditional storytelling storytelling methods including interwoven stories like that just because i think it would be rad and i know they can afford it hitch i i, I totally agree because i always thought that okay wouldn't it be decent and you know i guess neat if you want to call it old school word if um in between seasons of a particular show not you know not just star wars of a particular favorite show let's say game of thrones or whatever um you maybe have like a small episode or hour or two or whatever that talks about uh, that that goes into like another part of the world or what have you. But just for that summer, you know, in between like, you know, seasons and everything now, and, and you just, you know, um, cut away like the traditional format, just waiting on the next season. But you actually um, take the production time and money to make something else 
to to sort of enhance the whole brand and everything, sort of like, you know, just fill it out, you know, and there's nothing wrong with stepping outside the whole story, because like you said, this, this is a whole different way of distributing, you know, di distributing, um, you know, content and everything. They own their own distribution system now. You know, people just have to pay for it. So let's give us something that we we haven't haven't really been used to before. New stuff. Right. And, and I totally agree with that stuff as far as what you guys are saying. Um, as far as content, I kind of like Hitch's format. We get a couple episodes, give us a nibble, maybe throw to something else. But um, I guess the cooler thing is, you know, I would like to look at maybe, you know, and it's kind of cliche, but why can't we end on a part one and part two? You know, I just maybe break it up differently. I know that's kind of old school, but, uh, you know, you know, chapter 13, part one. And it leaves on a cliffhanger. We get the second half. And that's and that, like you said, builds up the suspense, but then you toss it away for a couple weeks. Because really what that does is, you know, think about it right now. It leaves you craving for more. I mean, every time I watch an episode, I literally stay up till Friday, three AM now, to watch the new one because I'm literally that consumed by the show that I want more content. So yeah. I feel like they're already building up. Yeah. And like I said, Filoni and those guys um, are doing a great job as far as what they're doing to create the buzz, but we're already kind of fiending for more content. <laughs> I, I, I think they, I, I think they really, like he said, have the reins to kind of roll this out um, in the future. Um, so. Question: um, Can how do you how, so how how familiar were you with uh, um, Ahsoka Tano um, before? I guess before this episode, I know you were, but how, I, but considering that you don't really watch like you know Rebels or Clones. Um, you know, all like that. How how did you feel about her appearance here? Um, brand new. I was not familiar with her. Ah, not so 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 just just give us a little bit of background because we know that you're you know uh, old school Star Wars. You know, you're you're strictly you know to the movies and everything. So everything outside of the George Lucas canon, you know, um, is is a little you know sketchy for you. So how did you feel about this? Well, you know, at, <clears throat> at first, when I first saw, when I first saw her, I thought, I thought it was shock tea. <laughs> so, but then I did, you know, then I, then I, re then I researched a little bit. Oh, okay. So it's not. So I was, was not familiar with who it was. Um, then I noticed that the, the tattooing was a little different. Um, but I mean, as far as like having a, that particular character, I thought it was cool that it was a Twi'lek. I thought it was great that they they really instead of making it just a regular Jedi like humanoid Jedi it was a, more of an alien type um, character but was not familiar with who she was um, you know but you know I'm, I'm intrigued and you know it sort of is going to get me into looking at some of the um, you know the outside stories and thinking about that you know the original Star Wars stories were all told from the droids' point of view. The droids were the ones that were consistent uh, through the whole thing. Uh, so why not now? Now the story is about the Mandalorians. And all this other stuff can happen all at the same time. But it all is sort of being told or you're sort of experiencing it through his, his eyes. Yeah, his, his point of view. His experience. Now, you can have all this other stuff going on. All these other stories, these other adventures multiple episodes can just focus on other characters, but then it always centers back to him and maybe what he's doing. Maybe he's going to go on some new mission. He's taken care of the, the you know, the child gotten, gotten that underway, something else, some other conflicts. Maybe he pulls help in from all his new friends that he's met. He's uh, able to actually expand his bounty hunting 
you know, main, main goal a little bit because he can get help whenever he wants at different points in the galaxy, you know, just kind of keep it. It's like a whole new, it's a whole new thing. It doesn't actually have to be all separate episodes. That is one. I just want to, that would really be cool. I would have no problem with that, but. And I guess moving on to the final point of the stream here. And like I said, appreciate everybody uh, kind of rolling with us on this pilot kind of episode thing. Um, we went back to the prequel trilogy, and it looks like we found out that Grogu was not only a Jedi, but was trained on Coruscant at the Jedi Temple. So cool. I guess for yeah. everybody, you know, on the, on the stream, as far as this, we'll start with, you know, kind of our final debate points here. But even everybody listening, um, I guess the question I have for you in your mind is, first off, you know, hearing that the, he was there when obviously Anakin was there and was there during the slaughtering, which Anakin or we'll say Vader had caused at that point, who do you think had saved the child? Because that was a big, you know, kind of talking point that, you know, allow, allows us to kind of each give our point. And everybody listening, if you want to put in the comments or, or anything like that, who do you think, as far as your theory, on who could have saved him and hit him in the galaxy? We'll start with you, Hitch, and we'll kind of go around the, around the horn. Well, I mean, I, I, I want to say Space Jimmy Smith, because that's who grabs the, uh, the green guys <laughs> from under the Senate hall. Uh, I, that's a tough one. You know, I, I was considering this because at the time, you know, during the scourge of the temple, the empire wasn't really looking for, you know, other high M count beings, right? They weren't, there was a glut of them. They were trying to eliminate, eliminate them. So I don't think it was anybody from the empire that like cornered him or whatever. Uh, I, I, I gotta believe it's some as of yet unrevealed Jedi that maybe we don't even know. Cause we know what Obi-Wan was doing. We know what Yoda was doing and we know that order 66 was pretty effective because we see so few Jedi in, 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 you know, the current timeline after the battle of Yavin. Um, so I have no idea. This is such a great, a great question. I would say some as to unknown, you know, third party, or maybe some Jedi tried to spirit him out and they got killed. And it was like some, I don't know, black market thing. I, I have, I have no idea. I'm, uh, you know, I thought that, uh, I thought Darth Vader was a very fairly thorough operator <laughs> when he conducted his purges, but I guess right. hey, you know people make mistakes, right? I thought he was at least as effective as Joe Stalin, right? I mean that's the level of effectiveness I assigned to to our Darth Vader purge. What do you think, Dog Pound? Uh, I I couldn't even say. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I I couldn't even say who. Mm. What, what do you think, Ken? Well, you know, it would have to be someone in the very skeptical um, range. Like uh, Yoda was very skeptical. Mace Windu was a very skeptical Jedi. You know, as far as who would be trained and who wouldn't be trained, have a lot of uh, insight there. It wasn't wouldn't be them, but it would have to be someone of that that caliber. Um, also, maybe a council member. Uh, someone who is definitely more in charge, but could get time alone to take him away. You know, be be able to uh, have the facility and the, and the wherewithal to hide something of that power, because obviously he's powerful. Obviously they knew it and they weren't ready to deal with it at the time. I mean, that was the impression I got. They the training never happened because they weren't able to deal with it for whatever reason. Right. I mean, so they stopped and they got him out of there because they knew something else was coming. So they wanted to protect him. 
So I think there would be someone who would be very skeptical about the whole thing that would want to kind of pause it, hide him till a later date when they could deal with it. So, how do you guys how do you guys like the way that she communicates with with Grogu? Mental. Yeah. Mental yeah. telepathy. Sure. Yeah. OK. Yeah. It was that was pretty Images, cool. You know, that sort of stuff. It's, it's described at length in the books. If you have the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. She said she he, he thinks of you as a father. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was kind of torn, you know, as far as what you guys are saying. Also, on on my thoughts on it, you know, the first thing was I thought that maybe Palpatine had, you know, kind of gotten a hold of him and, you know, tried to turn him because they kind of mentioned he had some dark thoughts. So maybe my my first idea was Palpatine got him and they were trying to experiment on him at an early age to maybe de-age him or, you know, strengthen his call to the Force because we know – Later on, at the end, the most powerful Jedi is a Jedi that has both light and dark side. So maybe it was something Palpatine had in his long play. But as I really dissected it, and kind of a fanboy in me, I 100% in my mind think it's Mace Windu. Mm. I I still don't see how he died from that fall. He's the highest ranking Jedi Council member, best swordsman on the Council. They -hmm. cut his hand off, yeah, so he can have a robotic hand, but... They push him out a window. I've seen Jedi fall. I've seen Anakin fall. They can survive that fall. So in my eyes, he did not die at that point. I think that he is the one who saved it. And I wouldn't be surprised. I'm hoping, you know, Disney's watching this, which they probably aren't. But please bring back Mace Windu. I just think he was the guy who saved him. I, I just want the one, the one final shot or, or something of him. I think it's Mace Windu who saved it. So when he flies out the window, when, when Sidious throws him out the window. With the it, lightning, yeah story about that what happens to him after that or is it is it nothing nothing they they didn't write anything of it um there are some murmurs in like rebels and stuff like that but as far as him i mean it was you know i mean it was a creative character kind of in one sense because uh as we know samuel jackson is the only person that had a purple lightsaber it was his choice as far as color so purple lightsabers did not exist until samuel jackson played the character um so yeah i i don't know as far as that you know we have you know rosario dawson who's playing um ahsoka we're starting to get some a-listers you know who who doesn't say that you know samuel jackson does a cameo or or something like that i mean that, that would be if, huge if sam jackson comes around the corner with an eye patch and like you know what i mean a robot hand i'm in i'm in for whatever series whatever series that is for as, however many episodes yeah. it doesn't have to have anything to do with, with grogu or the mandalorian i just right. want to see however many of those sam wants to make right <laughs> you can tell you can oh, uh, sam yeah. was on agent of shield for a couple episodes so it's not beyond exactly. you know the, so that, that's we know anything Disney, about yeah, sam jackson it's that he's fine with working <laughs> yeah. he is fine with that <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. This was an awesome episode, guys. I mean, you had Michael Bain in there, you know, Terminator. You know, he he was in the episode. It was it was hard for hard for me to recognize him, you know, because his hair was like really painted, you know, really dyed and everything. But uh, when he started smiling, you know, that's that's Michael Bain. Um, I, I love the way the um, you know Ahsoka was you know facing off with um, um, I, I can't remember the lady's name and everything, but I just love that face off. And like the you know ensuing fight between them two, and how the camera just went back and forth between um, um, Mando and Michael Bane's character and um, um, uh, Ahsoka Tano, 
you know, her fight and everything. And he was list. They were they were listening to the fight, you know, happening in in the in the background there. So I, I really love like the 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 direction. Dave Filoni directed this episode. <laughs> so shout out to him. Side note that uh, that lady that was fighting is actually Bruce Lee's goddaughter. What? Oh wow. Okay. This was uh. this was on top of being as all the things we said and introducing all the awesome concepts we said. An excellent western. On top of being all those things, the showdowns, the high noon, uh, Ahsoka's I, I, that shot from the bell where they were looking out and she was running up and you could see how fast she was moving yeah. and she looked like a, I mean like a like a leopard or something just coming flying up and like you knew immediately all of those people were just they're in trouble like they're they're done like the yeah. opportunity to stop done. this has fa- has passed yeah. and there is nothing that any of these goobers are gonna be able to do to stop her from doing what she's <laughs> gonna do, and I just. I thought that the way they shot this episode with all the, the menace and that, that excellent scene where they were listening to the fight, <laughs> where they were listening to it and kind yeah. of like, who do you think is going to win this one? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Man. Uh, really excellent. You know, the thing that caught me, and, and I guess my final point, was the fact that you've seen Ahsoka for what she was, which was crazy because she was no longer a Jedi as far as the Order. If you follow some of the series, she was actually an outcast because of kind of her being Anakin's apprentice she was more of Anakin-style Jedi, meaning she was more of a hunter. And I think that's the cool thing that they brought forward as her character. Most Jedis, as we know, are supposed to be defenders of peace and more defensive. But the reason that she was outcast as far as, you know, from the Council was her thought process, which was close to her Master Anakin's, and her aggression, as we saw in there. So I kind of like how they made her character what she is as far as in, you know, a lot of the, you know, the comics and animated series is because, yeah, you, you don't see Jedi that aggressive and that, you know, as far as, a, you know, on the assault or on the attack. So it's terrifying. And there are not right. like Darth Vader is terrifying, you know, like Yoda isn't terrifying in the sense that you don't think that he's just going to cut you. You know what I mean? Like, that's not like he's not terrifying right. like that. Like he, you think that he would just roll through everybody. But Vader has that and it would make absolute sense that Ahsoka would have it too, right? Because she is, for all intents and purposes, (laughs) except for maybe like not not like powered up to 9,000 like it's DBZ, but she is essentially philosophically what Anakin would have been had he not fallen. Yeah. They're they're from Mm -hmm. the same... uh, She's maybe what Obi-Wan would have ended up making. (laughs) You know what I mean? If if Anakin hadn't been so insanely overpowered. Well, guys, you know, uh, like I said, I really appreciate everybody coming on. I really appreciate if you guys are still listening. It's a little longer show, so hopefully this has filled out your car ride home from work. But, uh, you know, I'm going to toss this over to Hitch and and, uh, DP as far as, you know, signing us off. And like I said, if you guys really enjoyed this format, let us know. Something different we tried. um, In the comments below. as, you know, as we said, everybody's doing reactions. We can get back to reactions as well, but just something we thought that maybe something different nobody's done, and and it gives people a voice. You know, if you guys in the comments below want to put your opinion, open to reading it out. Um, you know, putting some things on the screen and even reading those comments out as far as what your thoughts are, even in the next stream. So, trying to get you guys more interactive. We're trying to get more interactive with you know our audience. So, uh, you know, I'll send it over to these guys to send us off. And thank you again. Thanks so much, Trent. And you know, to to kick it off for the feedback this week, and and, and you can send that feedback to nerds, that's N-E-R-D-S, like the candy you may enjoy. Nerds at nerdcyclopedia.com, which is spelled like the channel, uh, or in the, it's in the notes, right, DP? You put that in the notes on the podcast. Yeah, there we so go. So you can, you can look that up. Now, here's what we want this week. Question of the week, because this is where we're leaving the debate. 
we're leaving the debate here, and that is, I want to hear everybody's scenario on how Grogu got out of the temple. I want them to be awesome, like Trenton's. Trenton's was awesome. Ours stunk. I, I, I don't know. It was a terrible answer, but Trenton's had a, had a great answer. Even if you want to uh, extrapolate from there, we want to hear your far-fetched scenario for how Grogu got out of the Jedi Temple alive. That's what we want to hear. Um, and you can go to nerdcyclopedia.com if you want to see our other stuff. You can subscribe here. And remember, nerds at nerdcyclopedia.com, and we want to hear your far-fetched scenarios for Grogu's escape. DP, what would you like for our audience to be aware of? What do you got for them? Make sure that you guys are um, subscribing to us at all our podcasts, you know, where you li- wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, whether it be iHeartRadio, um, iTunes, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we're all over the place as far as listening to, you know, to your podcast or to our podcast, I should say, as Trenton was talking about listening to your car, you listen to it in your shower, you know, anywhere that you want to listen to us, we are there. The naked or the better, I guess. That's <laughs> that's where. Oh, hey, found out. <laughs> Go to Alexa, because you many of you guys got, you know, the Amazon oh, yeah. Alexas. Just shout us out. We will come on. Yeah. Say, Alexa, put on Carbonite Bounty BS, and we will be playing right on your Alexa. I don't have my monitor on. It's the one sitting right here. All right. <laughs> so that is it for this week for uh, Chapter 13. We really enjoyed talking to everyone this week. We look forward to hearing from you in the comments. That's all I have. That's all we have for you this week. So we will see you later. And uh, remember to subscribe. This is the way, everybody. See it. Nerdcyclopedia.